This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you know the top 10 mobile games in the U.S. grossed more than $340 million in June? Do you want your game to earn more? App Figures is all about giving game makers the tools they need to get more downloads and revenue. You may already know them for analytics and app store optimization. Now, App Figures can help you keep track of competitors and the game market. From how many downloads they're getting and how much money they're making to their audience demographics and even which tools they use to power their games. Their competitor intelligence gives you great context. Got a great idea for an app or a game? With app figures, you can figure out how big the market is and how much money you could be making with it. Say a competitor adds a new feature or was mentioned in the news. With app figures, you can see if that brought in more downloads. And that's just scratching the surface. Whether you're growing your game or building a new one, app figures has what you need to reduce risk and get more downloads. Best of all, you don't need a large budget or data science degree to do this kind of thing anymore. App figures has made it affordable and simple. On top of tools, app figures also provides a lot of guides and tutorials to take you step-by-step through gaining more visibility with ASO and increasing your revenue by learning from your competitors. They just released a free guide on that, actually. Head to appfigures.com forward slash on forward slash game dev unchained to try app figures for free. Again, that's app figures, A-P-P-F-I-G-U-R-E-S dot com forward slash O-N forward slash game dev unchained to try it for free. If you like it, use our special code GDU3030 to get 30% off for the next three months. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Game Dev Unchained, the number one game development podcast about game development and the lifestyle thereof. I am your host, as always, Brandon Pham. And with me, a returning guest, a special favorite guest. That's why he's returning, Michael Shinde. Michael, how you doing? Hey, I'm good, man. How you doing? Good, dude. Uh, just a little reintroduction. Don't have to spend too much time for those who are listening, but we want these to be isolated episodes. Uh, can you give a little good people out there of who you are, where you're from, where you're heading? Sure. Uh, so my name is Michael Shinde. Uh, I'm a concept artist currently working at Riot. Um, I work on the Valorant Maps team uh, doing concept art for, you know, 
all the maps basically. <laughs> uh, prior to that, I worked at Turtle Rock Studios where I basically did the same thing. Uh, I worked on Back for Blood and a couple of other projects over there that uh, fortunately didn't make it out the door, uh, oh. but we did um, work on Back for Blood. And then prior to that, uh, I worked at One Pixel Brush where I was like, that's like an outsourcing studio um, where I did like a variety of different things. I worked on Last of Us 2 for a quick minute. I worked on Infinite Warfare and a bunch of other bunch of other projects. Um, and I also teach at Academy of Art University um, in their visual development department. Perfect. Uh, so for those who haven't read the title, and it's been a while since we talked, but since then, I feel like basically in the span of six months, AI art have come into the scene and definitely dominated all our artistic circles and the general public uh, for those who didn't even care about art are, are now talking to me about how cool it is to take selfies and see it in the style of pretty much any artist out there <laughs> that they can think of. Uh, so this is, I think a topic that I'll probably be spending the next year discussing with multitudes of experts but i think it's you know to kind of break into it uh it was interesting to bring you on as a as a professional concept artist as a teacher in concept art and just as a fellow hobbyist you know just in your own time producing art of your own what are your thoughts about this <laughs> uh oh my like where do you like i guess where to start with... well let's start from the beginning right when <laughs> When did you hear it before everybody else did, like me? Like, were you knowingly seeing this coming on to the horizon like six months ago? Um, maybe not in the like the where it is now, like where how far it is advanced and how quickly. Um, but I was like experimenting with AI tools and just like apps and things like that prior to like this big mainstream explosion that you see now, um, you know, there's, there was like the dream app or whatever. And then um, disco diffusion, like early, like early days and all that stuff. Um, but that was like, it, you know, a lot of the things were very rudimentary um, and even, and also too, you can take like Photoshop uh, and it has AI stuff built into it. And that's been in there for like a good bit. Granted, it's like not very good. Um, so I've known about AI for quite a bit, but again, like I, I don't think anybody predicted that it was going to go this, like accelerate this fast and like piss this many people off basically. <laughs> um, and I think that's just mainly because of the way that um, it's been handled on its release, you know? Um, so yeah, like I, you know, I, I think AI is like such a, it's such a big topic. It's such like a deep topic and, uh, I guess like I should preface everything that I say here with like, I'm definitely no expert in artificial intelligence in any way. Like I have to take like everything that I'm saying is coming from the perspective of um, like a professional artist that's using the tools uh, or like, you know, has experimented with these things and like has like a general knowledge of like what's going on over there. But um, in no means can I like talk like super in depth about uh, you know, exactly like how AI works, you know, uh, cause, cause I think a lot of people don't really, and cannot, uh, say with any definitive manner, like how AI like digests information and spits out these images. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think overall the, the primary thing with artists that we're instantly engaging in conversations with is like the ethics 
of it. Right. So I, I always kind of draw back to basically every discipline kind of went through this phase um, in, in terms of, um, of how, how we're dealing with this kind of stuff. Like with environment art, there was, well, actually it started with character art with 3d scans, like just being able to capture the actor's image 360 high, high def and, and basically transfer that into into the the software and be able to kind of basically one-to-one be be matching it and, and and fixing it and there's a whole process to to correct it um and that technology kind of uh led into environment with mega scans and being able to photograph like props you know there's a whole cleanup process to it but basically anything realistic it becomes like the premier way of capturing data if you're making a realistic game right there's no need to uh basically scope a rock anymore right just go take an image uh and then there's mocap for animators uh animators were kind of like fighting mocap for a while but this is to capture uh motion right an actor's motion and again it falls more in line with uh, realistic motion and not with uh stylistic like pixar films or disney animation films and now i feel like it's kind of the next stage in a way, I feel concept art is, has a more of a crisis than all the other disciplines, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, to me, this is uh, this is like direct violation of everything uh, that a concept is. Um, in a way, yeah. I I think um like when you bring up like meta mega scans and and mocap and all that stuff. Um, I I, I think when you compare that stuff to AI, at the very least, um, the, like the ethical the ethical means of it is still like, it's good, right? Because you're still, you still have to go out and like capture the data uh, yourself. That's why like, like, you know, Quixel had like those teams of people that would go and like photograph all this stuff or textures.com. Right. Um, So like humans are still out there, like getting the information and then you pay for it. Right. To have access to this information that, you know, uh, was, you know, paid for in in a responsible way. Um, The difference, I I guess like a, maybe a, a, like a, a closer comparison would be the introduction of photo bashing into concept art, right? Where um, in the very beginning and even, you know, not, not so much recently, but like mostly in the beginning, people were very worried about uh, and outraged with like that, the ethics of using photos in your, in your work and saying, Oh, you should be painting everything by hand, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, you know, how, like the whole thing of, okay, well, obviously like most people aren't, photographing all their own reference that's just like unreasonable so they're they're obviously getting this reference from somewhere and is it copyrighted and if it is copyrighted um then how is it you know when you put it into your work like how is it you know does that put you in some sort of legal trouble or whatever and how do you avoid that you know and then there's like this whole thing of oh you have to paint over like a certain amount and stuff like that so i think like the the ethical the ethical side is like pretty close to like early days of photo bashing when that, that was still like kind of wild West. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's one of the things that artists in particular have latched onto like quite heavily myself included um, with the, with the ethics of it. Right. Because, you know, for people that don't really understand a what's going on with the AI, right. AI has what's called a data set. Um, and data sets are like a collection of information. It could be images, text, or whatever. And they're like huge, it's like huge amount of data, like five point something billion 
images or something like that. And that's what's used to train the AI to, you know, output these images, right? And the problem with this is that, you know, a lot of times it can contain sensitive material, copyrighted material, um, you know, graphic material that are like medical images that shouldn't be in there, like a variety of different things that are very problematic, not only legally, but uh, ethically as well. And, you know, so for so for artists, right, it's like when you find out that things like Flickr and ArtStation, Behance, whatever has been like those websites have been scraped like multiple times over for their images. And then yeah. the images are then being used to output uh, art, you know, um, that's that's very problematic. Right. And and there's like a at least one, I don't, I don't know, famous, but like, you know, a standout case of an artist named Greg Redkowski. Uh, who his name has been used, I mean, countless times. Uh, I would say like thousands of times in in prompts in like mid journey and 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 stable diffusion to create, you know, I, I guess like good outputs, right? Like his like his work, like when you put his name in, it would like create like something that looks good. That's that's kind of the correlation. And the problem with it is that people would then post these online, and it would flood the image search results with AI results and his work would get suppressed basically, right? Because you can't keep, you're not going to be able to keep up with the output of, of multiple, multiple people generating work in your style and you only have yourself, right? Um, so yeah, like the ethics thing, I think is one of the bigger, the bigger talking points when it comes to AI. Um, I think like for me personally, it, it causes a, a like big strain because not like I'm not necessarily I'm not necessarily against AI itself, and and I'm very much aware that it's going to be a part of the artistic workflow. Like whether you like it or not, you're gonna have to jump aboard the train at some point. Um, so so it's like I don't want to use it uh, right now because of the way that it's you know the because of the data sets that are that are included with it, right? Like it's just um, it's problematic for me. Uh, but I have to keep tabs on it, right? I have to keep tabs on like what's happening in the advancements of it because, you know, I, I am going to have to use it one day. Um, I just, I just wish they went about it more responsibly, you know, uh, because like the launch has been so quick and so rapid and you can't like put back the, you can't like put back what's already been, you know, taken out of the box, right? Like it's, it's exploded onto the scene. And once you train the AI to do something, unless you erase the, unless you erase it, it's not going to forget any information, right? So like, if you say you want to opt your images out of the data set, for example, right? Like, like as an artist, I say, I don't want my stuff to be in here, you know? Well, okay, that's fine. But if it's been in the data set, most likely it doesn't even matter at this point. It's like just a bandaid bandaid, not even like a fix, right? It's just like a make yourself feel better. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. already too late. There, there's so many things about it in the last six months that still like um, surprises me. Like it just felt like out of nowhere, it almost feels like a conspiracy man out of nowhere ai art came out now i'm seeing ai essays that people can write uh just just the general feeling and like attribute it to like a style and a whole essay can be written and then just ai everything is happening and i've never seen anything unfold so quickly uh, onto the general public as ai generation uh of anything and uh even the microwave took a while right so i there's, there just seems to be such a influx of here it is deal with it discuss it if you want 
but as far as I can tell, it's here to stay. Like I was looking at like news article and of course artists like ourselves are having discussions about it, of how to deal with it. And um, I think it becomes, like you said, uh, the cat's out of the bag at this point where if my wife and kid or anybody that really never had an interest in art tools, right? Suddenly are talking about it and are using it uh, pretty damn well. And you're seeing influencers on Instagram and all these different avenues uh, just gobbling it up that it is at a point of no return, obviously. And it's like, love or hate it you know it's 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 changing things right uh like uh you know the number one app right now on 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 um what is it on apple is called uh what is it called i was looking at it earlier lenza Lenza. ai yeah yeah it's like top the number one spot on u.s app store right when was photoshop (laughs) ever number one of anything in the app store uh and it has 12 million global installs and for 11 days it's up from 600 percent. so like i've never seen anything ai art tool gone so viral uh i didn't know even even that was a thing i mean once in a while you say blender is cool but you don't see everyone (laughs) jumping on board yeah and and wanting to generate art in a way it's it's a barrier to entry right so the barrier entry is so low right now it is a make art button right now right and um you know you can you know play devil's advocate you know in a way it introduces a lot of artists a lot of creativity um it solves a lot of issues too that i see you know We've become an industry is about like, let me have the art now, right? Directors being hovering art directors. They want you to do micro changes or quick changes or just throwing random ideas at the board and wanting you to be able to generate. Now we have that, right? Um, and I, I do think in a sick way, it's like a programmer's way of uh, getting back at artists. You know? That's... Uh, but you know what's funny about that, man, is like you know, programmers' way of getting back at artists. But you know, I I, I experimented with the text input, like the 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 chat uh, AI like Mid-journey. last night. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, it's it's something called else. like Chat GPD GPT or something like that. Um, and it's it's basically like stable diffusions. You know, like it's the one that puts out like you can put out essays and stuff, right? You can say, oh, write me a paper about such and right. such subject, right? Um, but I use it to to create a Python code for Blender, and like I put it in Blender and it worked. <laughs> it's like yeah. they, you know, it's it's crazy. Like it it can do insane amounts of stuff that right, and that's the and that's what's scary, right? Because um, if AI keeps going on this direction, like as accelerated as it is, um, it's going to replace so many different jobs. Like it, it, yeah. it's going to start to replace the human element of the workforce, right? And I think uh like the the legal side of this of this stuff needs to try to catch up and most likely it's gonna not <laughs> but it needs to at least try um because if we're not careful like it could it could be very dangerous very dangerous yeah i think as far as i can tell things are in motion this is gonna destroy uh, a lot of jobs for sure creativity i think was something that humans prided ourselves as in AI is too rigid to to ever duplicate. 
but yeah, in a way that programmer, we went a disgruntled programmer went mad. Scientists, like we we basically told them, you know, you need us more than you you need we need you. All right, I thought the, I thought the end of that discussion is when they created Minecraft. To be honest, right when it's like the ugliest piece of art ever, yeah. and then suddenly and it became the biggest game in the world, right? I was like, all right, that's the end of that. And then we saw Roblox, right? I was like, all right, fine, you can have that. You know, all the kids are playing it, but I don't get it. But take it, you know. But then suddenly this that wasn't enough, and we have this, and it uh, it's it, like you said, it will lead to an end. Um, but you know, the game industry in particular, and I think all entertainment industry, it seems like every artist is kind of against this in a way, right? At least publicly. Um, yeah, I'm kind of in like the middle. It depends, like on certain yeah, things, it really right? depends. Because yeah. I see I, I see a lot of friends, like they are using it, not yeah, for like just I, personal use, but professional mm-hmm. too. They're like in there trying to like play with it, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like uh, with with AI certain like definitely certain jobs and are and let's say the concept art or entertainment industry in general are going to be like their workflow will rapidly change. Um, so for example, like if you're doing photo real concept art um, and specifically like pitch art uh, for like movies or something like that, your, your process might heavily involve like AI at the very beginning and then painting over to fix like minor stuff or compositional things. Right. Because I mean, it, it it can be very difficult to beat the speed and, and efficiency that you're going to get with that. And if you look at some of the outputs, right? Like if you're tuned into to like these groups on Facebook or whatever, where these people are posting their stuff, I mean, like some of the things you see are very impressive. Um, a lot of it is not, but then you see it every once in a while where somebody does something that, you know, if you were to say, if you were to um, be doing pitch art for like a, a movie, right? Like a, yeah. like Star Wars or something like that, or whatever it be. Um, it like it's it's very very close to final product and you would just have to do like minor minor tweaks in photoshop right and that's i guess that's where like the difference too is going to be where um like the hobbyists versus the prof- the professionals right i feel like a lot of people get really scared with uh artists being replaced because of ai but you know i i don't see um I don't see AI like fully replacing us. There will still be a place for artists like with a skill set like the, like ours, right? Where we are able to take images um, and edit them afterwards, right? That's going to be like the major difference because if everybody can use AI, right? Like you take an example where everybody is like here, um, this is where AI is. And then artists like that have a skill set are like able to go further, right? Mm-hmm. Like why why would you hire a person that can only get you the output, but not anything further than that right because if we're all trained on ai but i have extra skill sets like i don't see the reason why um i would i would be out of a job (laughs) unless unless the direction is that ai altogether is what replaces everybody um but i i think that i think that regulation will eventually step in and make that not the case um i think that's like a very very dark dark future for for entertainment as a whole if we decide to like replace humans altogether yeah when you say regulation you're you're talking about just um copyright issues and well uh yeah like that kind of stuff too yes like copyright issues but i i honestly think they may have to um eventually implement some sort of thing where like you know ai is maybe a percentage of your workforce but you can't have 
you know, you can't have like a 90% AI workforce, right? Like, so for example, if you took like Riot Games, right? Um, your art department can't be just like one art director plus an AI sitting there or like two two art directors plus an AI, right? Like, um, you know, maybe like a percentage of the workforce is 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 AI or whatever. I don't know how that would work. But, I, but again, like, I feel like um, there's like a ton of different things that need to be addressed with with the legality of, you know, what's going on with AI. Yeah, I think it's very... Uh... The law and the processes is always like 10 steps slower in tech. So it's going to be a while, I think, before any change is regulating this stuff. And I think the drive behind it would have to come from, for immediate change, for immediate moderation, is going to come from the team's ethical stance on it. Like indie teams, uh small marketing firms you know every anyone that is small that doesn't have the resources to hire hundreds or thousands of people they're going to use this i mean to the max and they're going to they're going to uh overutilize it and underreport it right uh take a lot of credibility I mean, i'm already seeing that on linkedin to be honest like a lot of friends that are suddenly badass concept artists saying like, I'd made this over the weekend, no biggie. Uh, and then do like a essay on, on, on their thinking process behind it. I was like, all right, dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, that's kind of crazy, man. I, I mean, like it is wild, right. When you see stuff like that, but I think it is a positive that like one thing about AI, right. That I will say is um, it does bring accessibility to creative work to people on like a broad scale. Um, and that's a good thing, right? I think like people like, cause, cause I have seen things like posts or whatever on whether it be LinkedIn or Facebook or something like that, where people say, Oh, you know what, before AI and these tools, like I, um, you know, felt like I couldn't like express my ideas or whatever. And now with this, without with AI, right. Like I'm able to visualize things that I want to visualize and I can do it. Um, you know, however, and have control over it. And I can do like the essay part as well. Like I can write, I can do the whole process of, you know, you know, whatever I want to create. And that's a good thing, right? I think that um, in general, like humans being able to express themselves is positive. Um, Again, I just think that the companies that create the tool that allow these people to do this need to be, uh, more responsible with how they like release these products to the world. Because again, like, you know, the data sets, they were not meant to be used in this way. Like it was specifically meant to be for like research and nonprofit. And then you have certain like companies that are, you know, basically valued at millions and millions of dollars uh, that are using these data sets. And that's, that's problematic. Right. Um, But again, like there's, there's positives to the introduction of AI on like a broad scale. Yeah, and it, it does question like the processes, like the, what computer and machine learning does best. It replicates the thinking process of how we create art to a very technical and defined standpoint. So if there's anything off, like, you know, we're seeing AI art that has authors or artists stamp on them still when it's being just and 
kind of Picasso together and you can still see the signature, <laughs> like even, 10 even signatures watermarks. in an image. Yeah, watermarks on it, which is one way to kind of combat some of this. But, you know, it's only a matter of time. We're talking in the matter of the last six months and there seems to be like an infinite amount of AI generators that's popping up every day, improving the formula, that that slowly is, you know, the goal is to replicate a creative thinking of a human, right? The same way that we go to Google, which is in a way starting with AI and references and then processing through our mindset and expressing it, you know, some, some nerd behind a computer eventually is going to define that in an algorithm and, and get closer and closer to what we define as a creative process, sort of, right? But right now it's going very technical. It's going to the extreme of literally copying something and mismashing it and not being very good at hiding it just yet. But we're talking about the infancy where, we're, if anything, if this was a kid learning how to do uh, uh, to doodle, right? So in a matter of years, how scary would it be uh, how, how I won't be able to even distinguish between the original artist and a copy of the artist's work in his style? I, yeah, I think um, that's like another argument about ai that is like one of the biggest hot topics as well is like how you know does it like does it replicate the human creativity the same way and like it digests information and reference right like that that whole debate and again like i think i feel like with this particular one i have to say like i am no expert on ai so like again i can only i can only kind of speculate yeah like speculate and and mimic like arguments that i've seen online between the two like between people that have been more well read on the subject than i have um yeah and also but i will say this and this is something that i think is roughly true <laughs> is that uh, you know ai's ai and the way they digest information is objective you know it's binary right it's code to them um and there there's no intent on how they digest the information we feed it and it spits out right there's no feeling behind it there's no and there's no like why did we digest this information did we like it for a specific re- the machine like it for a specific reason it's just outputting the information that you give it um, versus humans are subjective right like the things that we ingest like we like it we we i'm i'm taking in this information because um i like the way that this color looks and this shape reads against this value or whatever right and like a personal experience yeah person uh, yeah and also in combination like with what you said right like my personal experience my background how i grew up right like etc like maybe how i'm feeling that day um yeah. so humans are very subjective with how we not only output but input information into ourselves and that and i feel like that's like a huge difference right like the intent behind uh why we why we do something versus just um and I think you see this with, with AI art, right? Like it doesn't, it's not intentional. It, it just does what you feed it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's, yeah, that's a huge difference. And again, like I, that, that whole argument, like there's good there. If I, if I say that and then, and you could have like a thousand different people on both sides that will say I'm wrong about this and that, and you're probably right. Right. But I, again, like I, this is just what I understand about it. And at very least I understand humans to an extent. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and again, like, you know, another thing too, we're terrible at memorization. Um, mm-hmm. 
AI is not that way at all, right? Like AI will, once you feed it something, it will, it, it has it now. And, but you know, with humans, I mean, shit, we can't even like, we can't even memorize like phone numbers for longer than 10 seconds, you know, <laughs> when we first get them uh, introduced to us. Like, so yeah, I, you know, the difference between human uh, creativity and output versus AIs, I, I feel like it, you know, it seems like an obvious answer that the two are different. Um, but for some reason there, there's like this feeling that it isn't. And that's, I feel like that's kind of concerning um, that people think that it's already like does, it does things the same way that a human would, which is just like not true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, it, it can't I, possibly I def- be that a machine does something the same way a human does. Right. When we're so flawed and different and from individual to individual. Um, yeah, it, it's the oldest argument of you know every uh, every sci-fi movie that you ever um, look at has always been about perfection versus imperfection of humans, AI versus humans, right? But also the the question of uh, can can AI uh, evoke emotion? Right, that's the missing factor to to what makes AI a perfect replication of humankind right and um and a lot of those good sci-fi movies eventually the blind gets so blurred where these memories are kind of you know like are are kind of imported into their brains in the same way like this is to to the the, the points that you're putting like just to put plays devil's advocate i feel it's like just another programmer's uh challenge to input randomization flaws but also uh i mean in a way the internet does have uh the ability to learn our personalities you go on instagram you go on facebook i mean they're pretty much telling you what what we want to buy next without even thinking about it they hear jacuzzi in one off conversation and suddenly i'm seeing all these hot tubs right and uh, I think we're already at a point where, you know, who Michael Shinde, who who's Brandon, is already figured out in the Google Facebook <laughs> database in, in a very good way. So, like, if I was a programmer trying to perfect this, the next maybe down the Trello board is to kind of like, how can I make art? in the eye of Michael Shinde. I mean, they're kind of doing that in a perfected way, but now it's like, how do I make art in the flaws of Michael Shinde, uh, given new personality that you take him? Showing all my perspective errors. Yeah, perspective (laughs) errors, not just technically, but just, you know, what is your experience in the last six months that might have changed your understanding of, of things, right? And they can relate not just you, but compare it to basically billions of people around the world that went through a similar experience and and still be able to output something uh, breathtaking. Like I'm seeing AIR and its flaws of being so perfect, basically as in a very technical artist taking a stab at a subject, right? But, you know... It's presenting like any tool avenues in a click of a button varieties that I didn't think about, right? Just by playing by a few seconds. And like you said, you know, just like any user that has 
good at being very um, uh, absolute, being very defined, being very uh, intentional, right? In, in, in their word input. I mean, the more description, the more descriptive you are, the more understanding of the AI generation that you're getting in terms of result, the, the best people are the ones that are like basically starting to uh, get to the lens of the camera and the focal, yeah. like all like very technical, um, crazy detail. Right. Yeah. You have to like um, learn the language, right. Of the AI. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, you're trying to learn, you're learning to communicate with a new entity. Yeah. And that takes time. Yeah. That takes time. And like anybody that takes time doing something that, you know, the people who, put more time into are, are naturally going to get better. But so this is the scary thing is that you're seeing people who are seeing the potential or accepting, you know, that it's here, but also you're also grabbing while well, having a viral moment with the general consumer who are just generating selfies and having fun with it. And you're basically uh, giving resources for the next iPhone. I mean, the reason why iPhones are coming out every year is that so many people use it. So many people are buying into it. And then the, 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 the device gets stronger and better and nobody squints at eye when they're spending basic a thousand dollars each year on a phone. But whenever a PlayStation five comes out, $600 suddenly becomes too much. Right. So the same mentality I'm seeing with AI art that it's grabbing everybody, even Adobe, I was watching, uh, reading this article that they, they, basically uh can't beat them so join them mentality they're 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 they announced saying that they're uh making available of their stock images right as part of ai art in their own way um and and i can slowly see like i the ethical thing here is like the big image companies like art station i mean yeah, they already I, um are giving up on all those already, images. Yeah, ArtStation already gave up on that. I, like, I think, you know, the, okay, so what you you said that, because I'm not aware of this, right, but you said that Adobe is allowing their stock images to be used in, in the data set? Yeah, let me pull it up and we can read it together. Because um, okay. I think... check facts. Yeah, sure. Um, I think if that is the case, like, I don't have a problem with that. Um, I think that that's actually a good thing because, I mean, again, because like, presumably everybody that, contributed to that stock photo database was either compensated or like, you know, Adobe owns the rights to them in some sort of way. Right. So, right, right, right. So that, so I think that that's the way to go, right? Like that, that is a, a, a way that I would be okay with if, if you, if you had trained a data set on Adobe stock and put out a, an AI model with that, yeah, right. Yeah. Then I would play around with that. I think that that's, that's a good way to, to start moving towards, um, Again, but with like the art station stuff, right? Where we, that yes. when you combine that, where a bunch of artists are raising their hand and saying, "Hey, I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to be there." That's problematic. It, so, isn't their main thing right now an art station? I got to read more into this, and I can pull the article up so that we can be exact. Is that when you sign up for our station? Is that bullshit? Where there's an agreement of everything you upload is ours, and therefore you can't really go back. Like that—that's the whole argument right now, right? Uh, and to kind of push but, back um, on this, I'm not fully aware. I'm not fully aware of that. But let me um, pull it up. I read it somewhere, so let me make sure. Yeah, there's like a huge thing on Art Station right now where people are getting really pissed off. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, of and, course. And also, like the silence of Art Station on this subject, 
right? Oh, yeah. It's a crisis. Um, yeah. Um, because you see, like, I mean, I saw the other day, right? Like in the in the market store, marketplace, um, this this profile, and I'm not going to name the name, but like it was selling, it's, it is selling re- quote unquote reference packs of AI art for yeah, like two that. bucks or whatever, you know? And and obviously those yeah, it was a deal. <laughs> um, and obviously those those images are you know they they're using other artists' uh, work to, to course, generate yeah. those concepts right, and then he's trying to make money off of it. Um, it it's the, this well, it, if I can relate this to three D, which I think is a very close approximation. Uh, in three D, we have the same technique as kind of what you guys do in photo bashing. It's called kit bashing. Right. We take 3D assets, we kind of comp it together. And I've been seeing that too. Like people take assets from bought stuff and just put it into an asset pack and sell it as if they create it from their own. And there's no regulation. Like if anything, no one cares about it. Um, where they should, because you usually pick up these things and I'm sure these guys would find that their asset would got torn apart <laughs> and sold sold for pieces. Uh and it's a huge violation of copyright issues, but here's the thing, man. Like this is what I hate about it. in games. And we're talking about the app store, like the, 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 the biggest marketplace in the digital realm, right? You make it number one in the app store. You're, you're made for, for life. Right. And how many games have we seen ripped off in the top 10? Like I see it over and over, like I was just talking about this with, uh fall guys right stumble dudes or something stumble was dudes <laughs> what was it stumble um i was making fun of it. it's it's basically a huge rip off of fall guys right but fall yeah. guys is only for pc for nintendo but you know they never made it the mobile and these guys took that same game it looks exactly the same the course is exactly the same they changed a few formula and they're the number one game in in the app store. Yeah. And no one's coming at them. Stumble guys. Crazy. Yeah, it's called Stumble yeah. Guys. Um, and uh that that's 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 the marketplace. So I, I have no hope, right? If full games are being ripped off, well-known yeah. game. We're not talking about an indie title. It was like a number one game of 2021 being ripped off in the mobile market, right? For artists, like no one fucking cares yeah. unless it's like okay. Renaissance art. Or, but that's the but you know what Renaissance art is all in the public domain so like that's actually okay to use right like yeah that's that's the crazy part you know um but uh, but you know another thing too that's very concerning is like stable diffusion when they put they they're making a uh, a model that will do the what's, same thing what's stable diffusion can you just quickly uh yeah stable diffusion is the company that is behind the a AI yeah um actually well it's not stable diffusion I think it's it's open AI which okay. is the owner of stable diffusion um, okay. and stable diffusion is the actual AI itself. Right. So open AI is creating a um, music version of, of the, of, of the of AI. Course. Right. So like, yeah, but, but with one major difference is that they are keeping copyrighted music out of the data set, which mm. is something that they refuse to acknowledge or do with stable diffusion, which is the image generator. Right. So, and and what and the main difference between the two things is that the music industry is it's heavily uh, regulated. heavily regulated, and they will sue the hell out of you if you put if you infringe on artists. They got right? muscle. Yeah, yeah they, they have they muscle, muscle, right? Versus yeah. you know we do not, and that's 
that's the that's the main difference, you know. So you're totally right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, here's a yeah. huge opportunity where Art Station, which is owned by Epic, right, um, can make a stand and make it known and be protective. But here's the problem, man. Like Epic stole PUBG. I mean, like they're in the business of borrowing yeah. stuff, right? And uh, the reason why they're silent is, first of all, no one knows how to react to this. I mean, I think as artists, we we form the opinion very quickly because we, we're kind of more used and more sensitive to this type of thing of art stealing, right? Um, and what's disappointing is ArtStation is owned by Epic that, that they haven't, they've been kind of radio silent. And the only conversation I've seen is that people digged into the end user agreement, the EULA, and basically have given their rights over to ArtStation for public and commercial use or whatever, basically not, they can do whatever they want with whatever we upload, which is, you know, the oldest. Uh, I wonder warning. if that has to do with like, because you know how like Facebook, like people get worried about Facebook having a similar thing with the yeah. images there, but it has to do with like their ability to share images on posts and stuff. Like, I wonder if that has some sort of technical contingency attached to it, where it's like they have to put that in there in order to like put it up on the banners give credibility yeah i, I yeah you know i again, don't know. I have to dig into that too because yeah like i think the whoever <laughs> i think as artists is like stop drawing for right now maybe don't and post so, like just just send it well, just like looking like i'm surprised <laughs> you know the argument is very simple like by now i think if you're a concept artist of high caliber and like that guy that you were kind of referencing um what's his name which which is uh, greg greg Rutkowski. Yeah, like the number one guy that people seem to be replicating his art or using him as a reference in the style of, he should be in there with his lawyer looking at the end user agreement and like, where the fuck is my yeah. art being replicated and fucking sue Art Station's ass? It's like, it because it's cutting his resource to live, right? Like, it's basically plagiarism to the max. And uh, I'm surprised that hasn't happened just yet. Like any other industry, like you said, in the music industry, it would be day one on the front news. Like someone already would have done something, you know, Billy yeah. Joel, Miley Cyrus have <laughs> sued art station <laughs> for copying their music. Right. And that's scary. The music thing is something I didn't even think about, but it's such a natural because music itself, especially pop songs are so formulaic. A computer can totally generate a similar thing, you know? Yeah. But like, um, yeah, like you said, like art, art's ass is kind of left unprotected right now. We don't really have a lot of muscle. I mean, whole games are being copied in People are just shrugging yeah. it off as like, oh, that's you know, that's going to be the luck. crazy thing, right? Like when yeah. when AI is going to be able to just like digest an entire code for a game or something like that, and just like output something, spit it out, spit yeah. it out like an abomination. That's oh similar, yeah, I'm but, sure yeah. they can do it now. I mean, starting the way that humans did with the NES, just the top down, easy sprites they can replicate and create rules. 
and slowly it's gonna evolve. Um, I mean, that's the path we're, we're taking now. I mean, now it just seems like there's an indefinite uh, resource of art out there for 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 AI to kind of generate. I mean, I, I heard the next thing I heard was obviously 3D art, you know, 3D generated art. Um, yeah, yeah, NVIDIA is working on something um, that I saw the other day where they're they're able to like create 3D assets um, and do iterations on those assets and combine different like. I, I'll have to send it to you offline, but like, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're actively working towards 3d creation as well on the AI side. Of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's just being attacked on all things right now. Like not just art, music, just everything yep. creative writing. And, and the, and the, the thing, right. And the thing is, is, you know, it's us right now because uh, we're so, publicly available right like if you yeah. go to google you can find any artist's images that you want or whatever yeah. and and, if, and so like you know art is going to be one of the first things to you know i guess <laughs> like have a downfall um, yeah. or a crazy panic but then it, you know who knows what it's going to be next it's going to be the programmers engineers um you know whatever what have you right like the limits of ai if it continues on this like acceleration um is it's unknown. we're gonna lose for sure because <laughs> yeah, right yeah. now that's why you have to like accept that we have to incorporate it um yeah and, and yeah. that's my hope right like my my hope i guess my ultimate hope is that um you know the like the entertainment industry as a whole um values human creativity and 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 products right um and that AI can be used in tandem with with humans to create products, right? But ultimately, like humans are still the ones driving the force. Um, and you know, like I've seen things like me, like Hayao Miyazaki and Guillermo del Toro putting out statements about like their feelings on AI and how like it, they're wholly against it, right? So like, hopefully, more uh, like you know, creators that are, that have large audiences and, and, and large pull in the industry are, are like, you know, side with that. Right. Where it's, you know, they, 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 they value the human experience and they, and, and see that AI is, you know, maybe a, a, a good tool for helping work process, but it's not going to be something that we want to, um, like move towards as a, as a full replacement for like, human interaction <laughs> yeah i mean like the the here's the problem right the main problem is there's not a united front not all artists are against it right now right i would say the majority of artists aren't against it and we're kind of like in the niche right was, i'm in yeah. the middle in terms of like because of that reason it's we lost <laughs> like yeah, there we lost isn't anybody really voicing yeah, we have these prominent figures, but you know, that doesn't seem to be doing anything uh because everybody seems to be on board uh doing this. Uh to cut the the venom from the snake, right? You have to go to the source. The source of the AI art is that is sourcing uh unsolicited, well, uh unsanctioned art. From the original artist that's the problem right and i i i think everyone agrees to that that that's bullshit that people are being it's the machine is being fed original art 
that artists themselves don't have a say. There's no ownership to it, right? Uh, which is funny because a year ago, all we were talking about is ownership of digital art with NFT. So <laughs> I know, quickly, right? It just you know, it's, it's such a, it's, it, dude, That's I feel like we've been point. walking <laughs> into alternate universes every fucking year since COVID, man. Last year, all we were talking about the protection and uniqueness of digital art and why it's important and why it's valuable. And now we're literally taking gazillions of away. arts yeah. and feeding it into machines of un and, and, and spitting it on the other end and everyone's yeah, cool into a machine it. where nobody owns the output. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, like it, I think what will stop this bullshit is taking a prominent artist and hopefully is this Greg dude. And perhaps I can talk to him and basically rally behind him to pressure uh, Google, I, I think they're, you know, art station seems to be a, like basically art station, man, but Google as well, a major, uh, image sourcing site that is, uh, commercializing, right. Uh, there are, but YouTube has the same here. Here's the thing. There are things in place to fight this because on YouTube, you can't just take people's art and put it as part of your like splash screen and stuff you get flagged for music well music is definitely a huge thing but you get flagged for for any art that that isn't sanctioned or people can report it really quickly yeah. right and usually they're pretty good at taking that down so it'll take a prominent artist to do the same with a major website like ArtStation or google to to basically scare these companies here's the weird thing about the aar is there's like these faceless like <laughs> ghost companies you know what i mean there's no like i haven't seen an interview from the creator of mid journey talking about like the brilliance of ai art right somehow i'm in like this obscure discord channel right with these like it feels like the dark web man i'm typing all these <laughs> random questionable sometimes i see like questionable <laughs> like uh uh uh, verbiage, right? That's being typed. I was like, what the fuck are you creating over here? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like underground pedophiliac shit, right? And it's just like all everyone in the room not talking to them. They're just trying to generate art for whatever project they're using. It's kind of it's kind of fiendish right now. But I, I haven't yet seen a representative from any of these AI art talking about, you know, they're all hidden. You know, it's super mysterious, right? Like even Adobe came out and said like, hey, we're going to embrace it. Right. But who are these original mid journey dudes? Like, shouldn't we, we shouldn't yeah, they be like, I don't know about much them? about, about mid journey. Like, at I, all. <laughs> bro, it's like fucking weird. The Zach six, six FM months has been so weird. Like these kind of ghost companies coming out of nowhere. Suddenly. So, you know, with any innovation, you're able to kind of see like these stepping stones of where they got to where they are. I feel overnight. This thing just, just like, dropped like, okay, on, imagine, on the internet. <laughs> imagine if like, instead of the Ford Model T, like it, like the first car, if, if instead it was just the Tesla, like the Model S. That yeah, was the day first one, car. Tesla. It works. <laughs> Check this out. AI is amazing, isn't it? They had, yeah. they had no stop signs, no lanes. Yeah, model T, Model S is freaking weird. And no one's <laughs> questioning it, man. That's the weirdest thing. It's uh, like every program. Like what it's Photoshop, 
you know, Photoshop used to be called the one, right? <laughs> 2.2, right? It wasn't until recently that they just adopted the year because there were so many iterations in the past 20, 30 years. How the fuck did AI art get so advanced? Like you can blame it on the technology. This is what AI is. They can compute at like an irrational speed, right? And be able to, but how the hell are they being able to pull all these resources? It's money and, and, and data sets, bro. Yeah. And it's crazy that there isn't anyone stepping in. It's like, where are you getting this? Like even if Google was got downloaded all their images ever generated, like why isn't Google so pissed off at like, yo, where'd you get all this? image like google itself took 20 30 years and like facebook to generate and have those resources of images to use as far as i know mid journey is not owned by facebook or google like how did they come up with all these images and how 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 are they getting away with it and these major companies aren't stepping in and my my thinking in this conspiracy theory is oh, that we go. somehow <laughs> Well, they're benefiting from it for whatever reason. It's going towards a goal that, that is aligned with theirs, and that's why they're not fighting it, right? Because if yeah. Google was actually concerned about how did they take all this these images from our database without us, basically, it feels like a security breach, right? It, it'd be one thing if Google came out with Google AI art, come in and generate art. Right. I say, like, well, obviously they have images. It even makes sense where ArtStation came out, uh, you know, with ArtStation AI generator. Right. But it's like these obscure companies where I have no idea where they came from suddenly have all the images in the world at the. the I mean, yeah, the, I'm, I'm like, I'm sure that like larger companies have that will have a benefit to them right for these for ais to succeed and grow um i mean you know for certain right that the that ai is as is is not is mostly going to be i guess harmful to a human workforce right except for those that are in higher positions um so i guess yeah i don't i don't know i don't think it's like a crazy conspiracy to assume that that companies will benefit from it well like like you mentioned before the baseline of a concept artist they're gone if you're a junior concept artist, I think well, you're done. Yeah, yeah. If, if yeah, it comes like, to depending yeah. on what you do, right? Like I, I, like for example, right now it's AI is um they're not good at drawing, and yeah. sketching, uh, like line sketching. Drawings. Yeah, like so for example, if you needed like an artist to like draw over uh, a block mesh, for example, yeah. Um, AI, I, well, I don't see AI doing that right now, or like. An artist images. or an artist or whoever if whoever using a prompt to like try and be better at an artist at sketching over a blockout. Yeah. So stuff like that will still be useful because that's that's like pure design. It's not necessarily yeah. about like creating a beautiful image, it's solving a problem. Yeah. And um yeah, right right now I just don't see it being able to do that. Now that might change, right? Obviously, I can't say for a definitive fact that <laughs> I'm not going to eat my words a little bit later. But as of right now, it can't do that. Um, but what it can do is replace the people who make, you know, really good marketing art or like movie posters, for example, or, or yeah. whatever, right? Um, that kind of stuff will be easily replaced. And in terms of like getting like a mostly finished product and then yeah. just like having to up, like apply fixes over the top. Um, another thing too, like a, an example is, 
I'm very curious to see how hands. storyboard. Oh yeah, hands. <laughs> hands it can't do. Hands are very complex objects, right? It just can't yeah. compute like what's going on there. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't understand an anatomy. It understands like the shapes and color and value, but it doesn't understand what's happening there. Um, but like like storyboard artists, for example, right? Like that's such an interesting profession in the face of AI because you know, would it like could you even like do a prompt that would get you exactly this the what you're looking for from a storyboard right versus like a traditional storyboard artist who are notoriously quick um and have like really good shorthand and also like very expressive uh work right like i i really wonder like how people how the industry will approach that because i think my opinion is that storyboard artists are still could still be employed <laughs> you know because yeah. they are very fast right and and you're gonna and they they also know exactly what you're you're gonna get right with each frame versus if you do an input um you'd have to like i guess write the input for each one or you could do a series i don't know it just seems like ai wouldn't be able to replicate the workflow as efficiently yeah i mean like this is where i think it's really relative to the other fields of discipline that uh like mocap and mega scans and 3d scans like it takes a, it still falls in line with the design or, uh, like you said, a, a very specific problem to to solve, and that that, to me, I feel like is more of like a senior role, anyways, like a, a senior role to be able to kind of creatively think through an issue, whereas junior roles are more about like copy this, do that, being instructed, which. AI does really well <laughs> if you yeah, can. I think um, anything like technical, right? Like technical skills. Yeah. Like, I mean, say like, I have a feeling saying goodbye to having to do UVs and stuff like that is going to be yeah. quickly approaching. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Like, like uh, I mean, in a lot of cases it already is, but this seems to be basically a challenge to concept artists coming out of school of baseline you got to be badass you either have to elevate your game or uh you're going to be have a job for at least a, a good five years before you can show some design skills to talk to the ai and give directions and creative uh input uh on 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 something yeah and that's been something i've been like kind of struggling with too about how to approach this with my students because you know, with, with it developing so quickly and also changing, but also the legality of things being kind of unclear. Um, yeah. right. Like how do you tell your students that they may have to, they will most likely have to adopt this workflow that they've never had to use before, or, or yeah. it's like totally new to everybody. Right. Um, it's a disruption, right. It's, it's a total disruption. Yeah. A disruption of like the entire workflow that I have been teaching, <laughs> yeah. which is like the traditional way of working. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's very, it's going to be something that I'm going to have to start teaching very soon, or like at least a, like bringing up in the, in the, in the semester, right. At some point. But, are, are you kind of uh, seeing how other professors or concept artists that are teaching right now, how, how are they addressing this? Besides, you know, Del Toro being against it, like how, how are they being flexible with this? Um, new technology that's coming out. Well, I, I think like 
I've, I've talked to maybe a, like one or two other teachers about it. And they just said that they, they are restricting their students from using it right now because, you know, like we, we have to remember that this is not, this is a learn this is a learning environment. Right. And so we're, we're trying to act like better our skill sets that will, you know, let's say like we have to adopt AI into the workflow. Like you still are going to need the skill sets that we teach you here that, which are traditional skill sets, you know, um, that will, that will help you to, you know, better the AI image output or whatever, if that's what we have to do, you know, however the workflow is, um, I think, I think restricting the use of AI in homework assignments is kind of a necessary step, right? Um, similar to like photo bashing, like you don't teach photo bashing and to your students until they're like competent at values and, and color and things like that. And understanding like how, like even how you would incorporate a photo into a painting and have it not look terrible and, <laughs> and out of place. Uh, so it, it's like, an, it's just another tool set, right? Like another step, right? Like you do, you teach them how to do thumbnails and then values and color and final. And then after they know how to do it from hand, then we can introduce like photos, then 3d, then, and now I imagine it's going to be AI, right? Like now that you understand how to build an image yourself, we can also teach you how to do the shortcut version, which you'll probably have to apply your, these other skill sets now on top of. Well, the interesting about, um, the interesting thing about Lenza, <clears throat> certainly last week, right? <clears throat> like I said, every week there seems to be a new problem that AI is solving, right? Uh, like uh, like go, coming back at a criticism of it. I felt like two, three weeks ago, even a month ago, that, you know, there were criticism about like, yeah, it's great. You can type random things, right? The main, But the main problem is you can't feed it anything like an original image. And then it is able to kind of spit out varieties. And then here comes Lenza. Right, an original image. Uh, I I haven't used the app, but I imagine you take a selfie and then it just fucks around with it, right? And then outputs in the style of, or how how exactly does it work? I, yeah, I haven't used the app itself, but I do know that there's uh, what's called like image to image outputs, which is like you put in an image and like you give your prompt and any other like ramifications that you wanted to, or like specifications that you wanted to include, right? So like yeah. I want it in the style of. Ghibli and Waterhouse, whatever, right? Like crazy, whatever craziness you're looking for. And then you, and then it takes that image and it will apply all those things over it as like a general, and then you can like adjust the strength of the guideline, right? So like if I have like a picture of my face, um, I can like push a slider or like input a number that will like say, I want it to look exact, like closer to this, or like you have more freedom to, you know, move away from like the likeness or whatever, like you know, there's, there's parameters for all that kind of stuff. Um, I, again, I don't know exactly how it works with the Lenza app, but that's roughly how it works within stable, stable diffusion. Yeah. Uh, so I, I so it, it's amazing that, that within the short time frame that it, it's allowing customization to that level. And I think it's going to keep exploring that the, 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 the next, there's so many avenues that we can take this. I know we have limited time, but there's one thing I definitely want to talk about and I want to hear your thoughts about, which is, uh, again, man, this is conspiracy theory, but it's definitely like the turn of event the last two years where remote working has pushed everyone to be in their home and now AI art. And now I for sure think there's a lot of influx of quote unquote artists, right? coming into the industry 
where they definitely don't need to be around people, where they don't have to show too much of a working progress and they can get away if they know what they're doing with generated art as their own and get paid as we're seeing, uh, not at just the hobbyist level, but at a salary level, taking jobs from traditional artists uh, and basically conning their way through uh, a career. So this is the next topic. I mean, the next crisis, I think. One of the biggest crises that's already happened, and I'm sure people already got jobs, uh, at the very least freelance, right, um, for, for, for doing this. What are your thoughts about that? Like, I know we haven't played, we're still playing catch up. Like you said, you don't know what the impact is yet. So you're already starting to think about how to incorporate this into your teaching as a, a tool that is sanctioned. But yeah. we're knowing that people are not going to leverage any drawing skills and just going to use this 90% finished art, pass it off as their own and basically get paid, you know, a full salary or a, a full project's worth. I, um, I, I find it hard to imagine like a full salary position being replaced like by an image. Cause like, if, if that's the case, right? Like let's say that is something that would happen. I would just say that like as an employer, like rather than replace the, your artist with somebody that is new, just tell your artist to like start incorporating AI. Right. Cause then you have like somebody that you already know plus will. But do you think, I guess before we go into deeper, like, do you think there's anything wrong about a guy who just have AI generated art applying for a job, not saying that it's AI generated because I know that's happening and, and being able to kind of. Yeah. Yes. Finish the job. That that's, I, I think that's problematic, especially because of how, how loose the, the laws are right now. Right. Like that, that can not only land the, the, person that's providing the AI art in trouble, it could also land the company he's selling the product yeah. to in trouble, like in the future, right? Because again, we don't know where this law, like we don't know where the laws are going to lean towards. Yeah. And if you're selling a product, which could later put that company in that liability, risk. right? Like that's, yeah. yeah, infringement, that's, that's very concerning. Yeah. Um, and so that I, I do think if you that's don't smart. disclose it, that's, that's not good. Um, I, and and I do think that um, like, you know, I, I've done like a few book covers, for example, that I could definitely see if AI was out and I would have probably used it in the workflow. Like, you know, because again, like it's good at making pretty pictures and that's when what is a book cover except yeah. a promotional that's that's trying to grab the attention of a, of a viewer from a bookshelf, right? Um, and then I would paint over it or do whatever. But that those type of jobs, like, while while the best book covers are very skilled and like have amazing design work on them, um, there's a lot of small time authors and and stuff like that that are looking to get a good looking cover but don't have the biggest budget. And why wouldn't you why wouldn't you try this avenue where you could get like an AI um, prompter to like get you an output that is you know like maybe ninety or something percent that you're what you're looking for. Um, and you know, maybe that's good enough, right? Like, and it would cost you like a, not a lot of money. <laughs> um, yeah. so instead of hiring a traditional artist, that's going to take longer and cost you more. So that's a downside for sure. But again, I think the takeaway from this is if you're, if you're working right now, like you should be 
by keeping up with the news of AI, uh, keeping your, it's keeping tabs on it and like potentially like you can like experiment with like solutions as well, because I do think that it's going to be a mandatory part of our process at some point, whether you like it or not. Um, and it's better to be on like the side of, you know, better safe than sorry than being left in the dust. Yeah. <laughs> because again, like, you know, especially with commercial art, like digital artists and things like that, we're, we're always pushing the boundaries of, of, you know, software and tech and all that stuff. And, and while this is, while AI is an extreme step in that direction, like a very extreme step, it is still a, a tool, a radical tool, but you know, with, with proper regulation, a tool set in our, at our disposal. And I think that we should consider very, very much consider that we're going to have to incorporate it. Otherwise, yeah, it's just not going to, it could, it could look very bad um, for those that don't. And, and and I say that with a heavy heart too, because like, you know, I, I like what I do and I like the way that I get to do it right now. And I think that AI is, you know, takes takes the joy and the the process out of of that that kind of work right and that's sad um but if that's the way that it's going to go in terms of like making money from your art at least then we kind of have to accept that but it doesn't mean we shouldn't push for ethical um like ethical guidelines to be in place on the corporations that produce these ais yeah, I think the first first order of business is like, you know, where's the sources coming from and the sourcing needs to take liability of uh, providing it and ArtStation or Google like needs permission from the original author. I mean, that that alone, I mean, if you just look at the tech and just work backwards from that of how it's it's a machine that's being fed these things and cut off the number of resources that it's feeding into it, then the tool is going to suck, right? At a certain point, it's not going to have millions of resources or at the very least it's licensing, you know, library resources like how Adobe is doing it correctly. Right. Um, I, I don't like the fact that our station is being super silent because I feel like most of these art are being generated from their source. Right. Um, or, or sources like them. Uh, and they are not doing anything about it, which is uh, basically mis underrepresenting their number one client, right? And man, it really does suck that we have no voice. I mean, it's, it just reminds me again, you know, why I like talking about this stuff uh, because, you know, five years ago, it was a union thing. It was overworking and crunch time. And then that got popular. right? And then now we seem to always be facing a crisis that reminds us. It's like, yeah, dude, you know, we don't really have a voice in any of this shit ever. Uh, We're always behind the curve. And um, I want to thank you, Michael, um, for coming on. It, It was a great introduction to AI art. I think it's something I probably have to revisit numerous yeah, times definitely. in the next two to five years no not to say that you weren't you know your your knowledge and your experience alone in your story was phenomenal like you, you're giving me perspective about things because I, i'm just sitting back like 
typing all these words in there uh, without any repercussions, right? <laughs> but I didn't know every word I'm typing. I'm killing a concept artist. So <laughs> like but, actually stabbing me in the chest. Yeah, I was like, oops, uh, here's another stab wound. Um, so uh, this is the time where I actually shut up, Michael, uh, to tell the good people how to find you. Uh, to con- continue the conversations with you on social media, even uh, where to follow you and all of that. Uh, yeah, well, let's see. I'm pretty dark on social media these days. Actually, I'm trying to like move away from it. But um, all because yeah, they have... keep stealing your art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those those damn companies stealing my art. Um, uh, I'm on Facebook. You can just search me, Michael Shinde. Um, I if you want to hear more about AI stuff and ramblings, then that's definitely where to go because that's where I'm posting everything. Um, cool. And then ArtStation as well. Unfortunately, you know, with all the things that we talked about with ArtStation, that's still where my majority of my work is. Um, Are there any thoughts of you moving away from it? Does it give you caution now? I've lightly considered it, but man, I don't know. I would hope that they just come to a reasonable solution before I would have to like move (laughs) because that's such a pain, you know? Yeah, it is. Um, The other solution would just be like, going back to using my own site which is a bummer <laughs> or pr- um, printing out and printing, printing it out <laughs> and sending it via mail yeah. <laughs> um yeah that's about it though all right man well i want to thank you uh for coming on it's always a joy talking to you see you guys everybody see you guys next week